Welcome to Illicit Liaisons, where we talk about the good, the bad, and the naughty of romance fiction. I'm Jenna Hart, your host, and I'm also a romance author, as well as the owner of SwoonworthyHEA.com, an online community for diehard, hopeless romantics like me to come and talk about romance fiction. We've got all sorts of groups there that you can come and talk with other readers who love romance fiction as well. You can start your own book blog. If you're an author, you can come over and start your own author blog. We have monthly contests and, of course, the Illicit Liaisons podcast. So I hope that you will stop by If you love romance and you're looking for a place where you can let loose and talk with other people who also love romance fiction, swoonworthyhea.com is the place to be. So it's bad enough that 2020 has been a horror of a year, but now it's almost Halloween, which should be a fun horror, but of course we're all having to continue to stay home, quarantine, no trick-or-treating, no Halloween parties, and the only real fun there is, is reading paranormal romance fiction. Now, I'm going to be honest, I am not as well-versed in paranormal romance fiction, which is not to say I don't read it. I've read plenty of romances with books and vampires and all that kind of stuff, but I also know that there are people out there that are avid readers of paranormal fiction who know way more about it than I do. So I went on a quest looking for some of these avid readers to come and talk with me about their love of paranormal romance and all aspects of paranormal romance. And I was able to find two really fun ladies Chloe and Siona, who not only read a lot of romance fiction and actually have some recommendations for you, especially if you're not well-versed in paranormal, they actually have some great ideas on where to start if you're new in paranormal romance reading, but they're also authors in their own right. So I'm really, really excited to be able to share this really fun conversation that we had. Before we get to that, I did want to give a quick message about Write a Romance in 30 Days Challenge that I am running this November 2020. Uh, I know it's NaNoWriMo. If you're doing NaNoWriMo, uh, excellent. I love doing NaNoWriMo. I am also doing NaNoWriMo. But if your goal is to write a romance during NaNoWriMo, I encourage you to take the Write a Romance in 30 Day Challenge. It would be something just to support you along your way in doing NaNoWriMo. Now, the actual challenge does start on November 1st, but the last week of October, I am going to email everybody who signs up for the challenge a planner so that they can get ready, get set, and be able to go on November 1st. So if you are interested in that, it is free. Just go to writewithheart.com, and that is heart 
as in H-A-R-T-E, my name. It's a play on my name. So writewithheart.com and you can sign up for the challenge there. And again, the last week of October, you will get a planner to help you get ready so that on November 1st, you can start writing. Every day in November, you'll get an email that will have some tips and ideas and inspiration And basically, my goal is not only to be alongside you as you make this effort to write a novel in 30 days, but having ghostwritten for two clients over the last few years, I've learned a few tricks on how to write a lot in as little time possible. So I'm going to share with you some of the the tricks and hacks that I use to write more in less time. If that sounds intriguing, I hope again that you will go to writewithheart.com. That's write as in writing with heart, H-A-R-T-E dot com. Sign up. It's free. And uh, I'm just really excited about this challenge. I hope that you'll check it out. So now that I have that all the way, let's go ahead and get started with this really fun conversation I had with Chloe and Siona. Well, my name's Siona Trends. I'm a newly published author as of this past August, and um, my genre is paranormal romance. I've got one series so far that I'm working on, and I'm just having so much fun writing it and exploring this world I've created. You know, I have to say, you sent me your bio and you told me your age and, and you don't sound, um, not that that age is old because I'm <laughs> way older than that, it's but okay, you sound, quite, to say it. I'm sound quite young. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've always sounded young. And so I was really nervous about this podcast because it's my first one. And I just, I always come across sounding like a kid. <laughs> <laughs> I think you sound great. Well, thank you. <laughs> um, Chloe, why don't you tell us about you? Uh, I am Chloe Alice Falcon, and I am also a paranormal romance author. Um, I am the author of the Third Shift series, as well as the Candy for Demons series. And then I've got some uh, contemporary weird science erotic romance, and I've got some erotic fairy tales floating around out there. Let's start out with talking about kind of what is your fascination uh, with the paranormal? And I know, um, Siona, you had said you liked it all, Um, but uh, like, I'm not like that. So I'm curious to know what is your fascination and are there certain types of paranormal you like better than others? And Siona, why don't you go ahead and start with that one? Well, honestly, me liking just magic and all of the creepy whatever started when I was a kid. Um, You know, I used to read scary stories to tell in the dark, all of that. And my favorite um, series when I was in late elementary, early middle school was actually um, Susan Cooper's The Dark is Rising series, which is probably my first truly like paranormal type series. And it's all about um, magic and the King Arthur myths and things like that. Um, And it kind of grew from that. And I just love the idea of, you know, that we don't necessarily know everything that's out there in the universe, that we don't know even everything that's out there in our world, that people that you 
walk by on the street could be hiding some secret and uh, able to shift into an animal or read your mind or something like that. So it, it's, for me, I think it's the exploration that so many authors in the genre do as far as how these different ideas can take shape over different species. That's interesting. I'm going to be looking at people I pass on the street very differently. <laughs> well, if you've ever watched Doctor Who, the um, Don't Blink episode, we'll never have you looking at statues the same way again. I will tell you that. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. That's hilarious. It, you know what? Your comment kind of made me think of, and this isn't romance, but it, it is the Suki Stackhouse Mysteries by Charlene Harris. Yes. And, you know, that book eventually, her series eventually had everything, right? So it wasn't just, it started with vampires and pretty soon we had werewolves and werepanthers and fairies and witches and it was like everything really did exist. So that was funny. So Chloe, what is, what has been your fascination? So I kind of have that same upbringing, definitely the scary stories of Tell in the Dark, always love them, love them to this day. Um... And when I was in high school, it would have been the days of Christopher Pike and um, L.J. Smith, who did Vampire Diaries and Secret Circle. Um, and I read all those, but also like I was very much into Anne Rice. Um, so, and it's funny because I think because of that, I don't really do vampires anymore because I'm used to vampires being a very different beast than they are in the more modern paranormal romance. but. For me, um, I like reading and writing them because psychology is kind of my jam. And I really like that you can take these characters and put them into very much larger than life scenarios and put them in, you know, these life or death situations that are constantly happening and constantly like making sense within it where you don't have to have like you know I'm oh god I can't remember his name Jack Ryan is that the 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 action hero guy like you don't have to have that kind of scenario this just can be their lives and have all of these scenarios and like you mentioned the the faded mates trope like you can play with all these things that don't really fit into what we are but kind of are you know it's the fantasy fulfillment of it that you know, we could be in these situations. We could just have like one true match. We could have all of these things in this other world. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm a big fan of the second chance romance. Mm -hmm. And it is again, that sort of destined love, you know? Um, so, well, let's, let's talk a little bit about really what defines a paranormal romance, because it seems obvious, goes vampire shapeshifters. But for example, um, some people will put Outlander in paranormal, and I guess there's time travel, but once she's there, except for, you know, there aren't really witches, even though she's about to be burned as a witch. So would that be considered, because in my mind, that's more sort of fantasy, does fantasy and par I don't know. Tell me what you think defines or what does define a paranormal romance. Chloe, why don't you go ahead? So that is absolutely a difficult term to define. And I'm sure that Siona and I are going to have different answers here. <laughs> For me, it's something where it takes place in 
our world, whether it is a contemporary world or a historical world, but has some sort of a magic to it. So I don't count anything that's weird science. I don't con I don't count anything that's like alien romance or like yeah, like weird science. I guess I don't I don't need to define that any further. But like I absolutely put time travel into it because something has happened that you know is outside of our of the real realm, but they are remaining in the real realm. So yeah, any of the the standard ones, anything with witches, I count in that. Um, anything. This is something that came up in one of my groups recently about superheroes, and I consider like anybody like X Men to be paranormal as well. If they're like that that concept of a group, but in a romance situation. So now, Superman is an alien. So Superman is an alien. X Men though they are it doesn't just, count. Um, they're just a different. They're not yeah. a different race, but they're modified human beings. Right. Right. Huh. And what about you, Sienna? Actually, Jenna and um, Chloe and I are, sorry, <laughs> are pretty close on the definition. Um, paranormal is literally just means beyond the normal. So if you take your our world and add something that is beyond that to it, then you automatically have paranormal, something that can't be explained by science. As far as time travel, there is actually almost a subgenre of the paranormal sci-fi romance that's specifically called time travel romance. And that pretty much encompasses all types of time travel. For myself personally, if the time travel occurs because of something magical, like I read, I wanna say it was a book by Karen Moaning, um, Beyond a Highland Mist or something like that. And it's, a, a fairy cursed um, a woman and had her travel back in time. That I consider paranormal. But if some kind of science is used like H.G. Wells' time machine, obviously that would not be paranormal. So that's pretty much my take on the whole genre. Actually, that was, I would, actually in my head, that was a question like, what if it's a machine, an invention? <laughs> so you, you answered that one. So that, that, and that's sort of how I was thinking of it too, you know, anything kind of, uh, witches, vampires, shapeshifters, ghosts, all those kinds of things, um, would, would be paranormal. The, the thing that is coming up for me now is, um, you know, a lot of times I read these books and, um, well, like the Black Dagger series, they're pretty dark and gritty, um, and it seems like when there's paranormal stuff, for the most part, ominous things are going on. There's a battle between good and evil and all that kind of stuff. But I'm wondering, are there any, and I do know there's an author that does have some light-oriented um, paranormal. At least she has humor in it, even if there's a sort of a suspense part to it. But I wonder, is there any... Uh, paranormal romances out there that would read like a rom-com but he just happens to be a vampire or a werewolf or something like that so it's just part of it who he is but there isn't necessarily this this world battle I wonder if anybody would like that even but in my mind I was thinking like bewitched I'm thinking like bewitched right 
Um, I'm, I, I was thinking about that when I saw your question. It, it, it took me a while to try to figure it out. And to me, the difference between like Bewitched and I think you mentioned Buffy the Vampire Slayer in your email um, is that Bewitched is a half hour sitcom. Buffy is, you know, a longer drama. And I feel like I've read paranormal romance short stories or novellas um, that tend to be much lighter and they're kind of goofy, funny, you know, just just quick, fun reads. Whereas most novels, they need some kind of central issue that the whole plot swirls around. So you can have funny parts, you can have light parts. In fact, I think they're absolutely necessary, especially if you're writing a dark issue that um, you should have that just to give your readers a little bit of a break. But I haven't found too many full length novels in the paranormal romance that are just goofy and funny like that. What about you, Chloe, have you? So uh, absolutely the length of it seems to dictate that to an extent. Um, some of it is also which uh, subgenre of paranormal romance. Um, I've noticed uh, shifters are definitely a lot more humorous. If you look at uh, Shelley Lawrenson, Lawrenson or Lawrenston, it's one of those. Uh, she, her stuff is fairly long and it's, it's hilarious. It's um, one of her series, the ones that I, the one that I read most recently is three sisters who are part honey badgers and are just, um, you know, completely bonkers. Um, the other one, so you get that with shifters. You also get a lot of slice of life with shifters. You get a lot of the like Western style. Um, you get, you know, where it's kind of people living very much like a Western romance, but with shifters. So not necessarily funny. Some of them are, but it definitely doesn't have that life or death stakes going on with it. The other one that you see a lot of humor is demon romance um and I think it's that balance of like I'm going to say this as somebody who writes humorous demon romance um it is that trying to balance out how you can make a hero out of somebody who is so cruel that he's a demon so you really have to go to an extreme with it and it becomes it becomes comedy basically so a lot of demon romance it's either really dark and gritty or it's it's rom-com yeah, I, I was just sitting here thinking, you know, like if you took something like Pride and Prejudice and, you know, what if Darcy's issue is that he's a vampire? So you could have the same story, but maybe he comes off the way he is because he's a vampire, you know, so I'm sort of thinking like, you know, having these people in everyday life, they just happen to be, you know, whatever. Well, did you um, read the, the, I don't know what you want to call it, almost ironic book the satire called um pride prejudice and zombies you know i didn't i didn't i probably should um it's goofy i will give it that it is very goofy <laughs> yeah yeah it seems like i picked it up and would go through it and it would be like the exact book except for then there would be the interjections of you know it's yeah it's all of the same scenes except they 
add zombies. So like the dance scene gets interrupted by a zombie attack. You know, that sort of thing. So see, see. Um, well, look at um, go ahead. You've read already Black Dagger Brotherhood. They are very dark, but also you have a character like Butch who is completely ridiculous and you've got like there's certainly those those foil characters in it that there's a ton of humor and then you have um you have rage in it who he's kind of you know just like the comic relief through the whole thing so there is a lot of comedy even in the darker paranormal romance yeah well Mm -hmm. of course butch and and vicious the two of them i mean they're like old married people yes um and i one of my i remember she ended a book at one point where vicious and jane were he was just walking the book ends with him just walking out and i remember tweeting like wait what what's happening <laughs> terrible i know it's it like where you know when's the next but it was like another year <laughs> <laughs> but you know he's someone that gets revisited a lot mm-hmm. and then with butch they the two of them are funny they're like old married people or something the two of them and i do like rage as well and one of the things that bothers me about the books now is we don't see enough of those like i don't remember the last time I've seen Fury or um, yeah. Zadist, you know. Um, so I kind of miss the the original core group. You but but you're right. There there are some funny moments, and the women can be sort of hilarious. Is there's you know like what is going on here? And for me, the best part of those books is the moment they see the woman, and it reminds me of Doug the dog in in Up. <laughs> Remember, it's like squirrel, and that's how they're like with the women. They're like, whoop, yeah. <laughs> that's mine. Uh, you said it's so it's hilarious it's that these, these guys are like six, six, <laughs> big, beefy guy, you know, and all of a sudden they're like, whoop, she's mine, you know. Yeah. So I do find that hilarious. That is. Um, let me ask you this. What are some of your favorite authors or books in, in the paranormal romance genre? So I've got two favorites. Um, if we're going with traditionally published big names, uh, Larissa Ioni. Um, and I hope I pronounce her last name correctly because I say it all the time. I constantly recommend her and I'm not <laughs> sure. Um, but she is the Demonica series. And that is, um, it's mostly demons, but they do go into werewolves and vampires and ghosts and all of that. It's a gigantic series. Um, I recommend that. For the indie group, um, my favorite author who all of her stuff is on Kindle Unlimited is T.S. Joyce. And she is a shifter, a a shifter writer. She's got, oh God, she's got to have over like 50 books. The one that she's currently putting out is uh, Bull Shifters who are working in a bull shifter writing circuit. So yeah, it's, she writes very funny stuff. Oh, that sounds good. What about uh, you, Siona? Um, my absolute favorite is Christine Feehan. Yeah, and my she's sister got, likes her. Yeah, she's got so many different series. Um, her dark series is about a race called Carpathians. So that would be your vampire series. Um, I think she's up to 35 books in that one now. Um, and then she's got one series that's finished it's called the um 
Drake Sisters series. And there's only seven books in it. It's about seven sisters and they're kind of witches. She doesn't really come out and specifically say that, but each one has different abilities. Um, so she's got multiple. She's got a shifter series. Um, she just started two new ones. One is all of the characters are um, kind of psychic. And then the other one, it's called the Shadow Rider series where they all um, can actually move through shadows. So they can slip in and slip out. It, it's really interesting. Um, but so each series has its own type of abilities and its own issues. Some of them, especially her newer ones are very dark. They deal with a lot of dark subjects on top of just being the paranormal too. So you do need to be careful if you've got triggers or anything like that. However, they're just so well-written and the descriptions that she uses of the places that they travel and things like that are absolutely phenomenal. I, I just, especially like when she goes, when her stories take place in the Amazon, it's just the way she writes. I can't get enough of that. Wow. I think I read one of the Carpathian ones. I can't really remember it except for, it seems to me there's a scene where they're in a restaurant or something. <laughs> Dang it. It's that, one of the um, early ones, I think, because I think my sister told me about there's, it. There's a couple of them where they're in restaurants and, and the Carpathians are kind of pretending to eat and making everybody around them seem like they are, but they can't actually eat on their own. Yeah, so. and he drags her back to his castle or something or other. She ain't having it, though. <laughs> I think you're talking about Dark Prince. That's the first one in the series. Yeah, okay. that one. Actually, that wasn't the first one I read. The first one I read was from a short story from an anthology called Dark Dream. And that's what got me hooked. I think if I would have started with Dark Prince, I may not have gotten into it as much as I did because that one, the, the Carpathians, especially the older ones, are very, very, very intense. Mm -hmm. And there's that clash with modern women, you know, yeah. that they lived so many years ago and they're all about protection and women can't do this, that, or the other thing. Yeah. And part of the books is how they grow to accept what their women can do and that their women have rights and things like that, which is part of why I like it, but it is dark at the very yeah. beginning. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's funny. Well, if someone were um, thinking, oh, maybe it's Halloween. I'll, I want to read a paranormal romance. Um, is there something different than maybe these you have to recommend to somebody who might be new at it? Because, you know, some people, me, for example, I do not gravitate towards shifter things because to me, that just seems weird. <laughs> to me. Um, I should try and read one though, because clearly, you know, they're on your list here. Um, but, you know, someone who maybe hadn't read it that, you know, but likes other romances, are, are, are there some different ones that you might recommend to introduce people to? Actually, yeah, um, I would honestly recommend, especially for somebody who's never read Paranormal before, Nora Roberts. Her, she's got a few different Paranormal trilogies, but I would recommend starting out with her Key Trilogy. Um, I think it's key of light, key of knowledge, and um, I can't remember, key of 
I can't remember the last one. <laughs> I read them so long ago, but um, it actually has to do with um, Celtic mythology and Celtic goddesses. So there's some magic in there. There's a little bit of drama, well, quite a bit of drama, a little bit of tension and things like that, suspense, but it's also light on the biting people's necks, shifting into animals, all of that stuff that you might not truly be interested in. And they are extremely funny as well. I don't think I've read that one, but I've read others of hers, like the Sullivans, I think. No, is it the Sullivans? They're witches or something? I can't remember. What about you, Chloe? Um, it's fun. I just had to scroll through my Goodreads to find something because we've hit on either we've hit on the ones that I would recommend. Um, the Highlander series that Siota mentioned is like a good starting point. And yeah, anything Nora Roberts, because if you're already comfortable with Nora Roberts, it's a good way to ease in. Um, something I just found when I was looking through, though, it's a fairly new series. Um, or like there was also some things that I was like, this is not a good starting point. Let me start with <laughs> Uh, but um, the Heartland Shifters, um, if you are starting on, um, if you want to start with Shifters and you're looking for something light and not at all weird and, you know, kind of the people coming to terms with what they are, but like in a very loving situation, very friendly. Uh, the Heartland Shifters. It is by V. Vaughn. There is another author on it. I don't recall who the other author was, unfortunately. You guys are sitting here talking about Nora Roberts because she, again, has quite a few books. One of my all-time favorite books of hers is The Return of Ma Rafe McCade. Oh, I love that one. I don't know how old you guys are, but it probably came out before you were born. <laughs> I grew up on Nora Roberts. It's, I mean, it was like yeah. a silhouette or Harlequin category romance, right? This is back in the beginning. Um, I There's just things about that book that stick. Like if I read, I, I own it. I haven't gone back and read it again. But sometimes when I go back and look at the old books, I think, oh, wait, why did I love that book? Because times change and everything. But Ray from McCade, I love. And of course, he had a ghost in his house, right? Yes. So... But it, that was just sort of incidental. Um, the book that stands out to me that she wrote, and I want to say it's like Midnight Bayou or something. Yes. Um, she and did write that one. Indiana, um, yeah. where it turns out there's like reincarnation, only it's it's like not what you expect. You get to the end and you're like, right. oh. <laughs> yeah, that, that was a very interesting book. I don't want to yeah. give it away because part of the fun is <laughs> realizing Oh, wait. And, you know, I think they made a movie of that, too. I think so. And yeah. I think they also did Carolina Moon, which kind of touches on psychic abilities. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's yeah, she right. does a lot of it. And again, mm -hmm. it's nice because it's it's very much a contemporary romance, but it has that just little bit in it that, yeah. you know, is just enough. Like the the practical magic level of right. magic. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. And I, now that we're talking, I, you know, there's a lot of books of hers that sort of have that. And I, you know, I wonder if that goes back to her Irish roots, because she clearly is very much into that, because there's so many of her books were Ireland. Well, of course, the J.D. Robb books. I love those. They're not paranormal. Uh, well, they're in the future. A little bit in the future. I, they are in the future. Are they still in the future at this point? <laughs> <laughs> I, I wonder if she imagined 
<laughs> you know, like, wait a minute, we're only a couple of years away from the start of the first book, right? <laughs> and and what is there, 50 books and we've only progressed like two years. <laughs> You're catching up fast. <laughs> uh, but I do, I love those books. That, that is the other one I always, I always buy. Well, go ahead. What I'm curious about, cause you're, you know, obviously you're avid readers, you know, this genre really well, but you also are writers. Um, so I would be curious to know a little bit more about your own writing. I know you did a little bit in the introduction and, you know, maybe tell us where people can find your stuff and Chloe, do you want to go ahead and start? Yes. Um, all of my stuff is, most of my stuff is on Amazon. It is all on Amazon. Most of it is Amazon exclusive, I guess is the right way of saying that. Most of my stuff is on Kindle Unlimited. Um, and I write, so I got, like, I've got my shifter series and my shifter series is, um, the setup for that is that the world knows that they're shifters and they're not happy with their being shifters. So they're kind of, the government has, kind of block them for being able to do anything uh, so it's kind of it's it's a dystopian a little bit and there's kind of like issues with oppression it's a very fairly serious series um, and then my other big one is my candy for demons series which is obviously the complete opposite of that the first book in that is a christmas demon for clara uh, i was going for the most bubble fluff possible and those and that's just a series of three sisters who are human but have slightly abnormal abilities that puts them on the radar for um the angels to get rid of them because they're abominations uh so they end up getting saved by demons okay okay that sounds intriguing it does and what about you Fiona? <laughs> oh my book is currently available on Kindle, Kindle Unlimited, and um, you can also get it on Barnes, Barnes & Noble's website, bn.com. Um, so it is available in pa paperback as well. And the series is called Stargazer Island. The first book is Witch's Return. That's the only one that's out now. Um, and it's... Stargazer Island was originally created by my main character in Witches Returns ancestor in order to basically save the world from uh, an evil god. And her family line has over the centuries protected the island and in so doing protected the world. And to do that, they actually draw in other species of paranormal creatures. So there's now shifters and hunters and fae and pretty much anything else you can imagine all living together on this island, working together and fighting together. Um, in Witch's Return, my main character, Sonia, actually was taken away by her mother when she was still a child and she just finally is able to get back there. And that's kind of how everything progresses. <laughs> but I, I really, one of the things that I love doing in my writing is exploring those interactions between different types of paranormal creatures because many different authors will only focus on one or another or if they have more than one, they won't combine them. 
So I wanted to see what their interactions would be like. Do they trust each other? Do they not? That sort of thing. And also there's the issue of they live in the real world and they're not super secretive, but they do have to be a little bit careful because they figure, you know, if the government finds out that this guy can shift into an animal, it's probably going to end up as a lab rat. <laughs> so it, it kind of plays with those themes of, you know, walking a fine line and things like that. But there tends to be a lot of humor. I'm, I've kind of got a really corny sense of humor. So there's a lot of goofiness in there too. Okay. Kind of makes me think of um, Discovery of Witches, you know, and they have, yeah. they don't like, each, none of them like each other, but they have a council and they have <laughs> rules, you know, and, um, and, you know, it's one of those things where you think, gosh, the three of you are ostracized, you know, well, first mm-hmm. of all, the humans don't really know about them, but it's like, you think they band together, but they only band together enough to make it in the human world, but you know, they don't like each other. Uh, <laughs> so that, that's what makes me, makes me think of that. I, you know, I didn't ask, but I also noticed, um, when it comes to young adult, um, reading, I, I see a lot more, not necessarily vampires and things, but more like fantasy type things um so more fairies and um i i started reading a book i haven't finished it yet i got i can't remember her name i should have pulled it out where like in the opening scene a fairy who you think fairies right tinkerbell nice people this is a fairy man and he shows up and he slices a guy in half with his sword the girl's <laughs> the girl's dad well they're real they're He's not their real dad, but they grow up with him as their dad. And I remember thinking, this is for teenagers. <laughs> I don't know if you know what book I'm talking about, but um, they seem to really like to write about what's fantastical, I guess. Well, it's really interesting because like when, when I was doing research for my series, if you look at different legends and mythology across the world, there's certain creatures that keep popping up and they might have different abilities or different backgrounds or whatever, but there's enough similarities that you can recognize them, like fairies in Celtic myth versus elves in Germanic myth versus, you know, um, was it Tenon, I think, in... Um, Southeast Asia, which are kind of a cross between angels and fairies. I mean, it's phenomenal how just widespread these ideas are. And it's kind of fun to explore those and see, you know, how you can bring them to, to life nowadays. And I think that's what a lot of new authors are going for and especially with um young adult books because you've got younger people their minds are a little bit more open and more accepting of that maybe yeah and and maybe want something more interesting and you know reading's escapism right so exactly instead of reading everyday life let's let's go off into a far far away land so um, well, I want to thank you guys for this was a really interesting discussion and I took lots of notes so I know where to start 
Um, I actually, like I said, I do read occasionally paranormal, but it's not, it like is just sort of incidental to the book I pick up. So maybe now, except for the Black Dagger series, I, I do pick <laughs> those up. In fact, I have two that I think are like not in the regular series, but part of that world. The, um, that the legacy, the one with the, the, the school that they have. No, I haven't read the ones with the kids. Um, there's one new one that's about the prison. Oh yeah, I decided not to read that so I don't get sucked into that series. Okay, <laughs> and then there was one I read recently that I thought was terrible. Um, and then the other one, I'm not quite sure what it is. Yeah, but. have you have you read her contemporary romance? I haven't read any of like um, the Bourbon King. Yeah, I, I did enjoy that series. Doesn't um, she have one about angels? I haven't read that one either. I don't, I know what you're talking about. I haven't read that, but the, oh, no, no, no. The angel is part of the, that's the angel share. That is part of the bourbon series. Oh, is it? Okay. I believe if that's the one that you're talking about, but I will, I will say that I did enjoy that series. Okay. Well, yeah, I'll try that one too. So anyways, thank you guys so much. This was so fun. I really hope you enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. It was a reminder to me how much I miss going to book festivals and writer conferences. I told them before we started the conversation that really what I wanted to do was to pretend like we had just met at a conference and we're sitting and having coffee or a cocktail and just talking about books. And I feel like we pulled that off and I hope that you enjoyed that and and maybe learned some things and discovered some authors and some books that maybe you're going to want to check out. I know I'm going to. So that's it for this week's show. Just a real quick reminder, head over to swoonworthyhea.com. That's where you can find information about this podcast. And of course, on this episode, I'm going to have links to Chloe and Siona's information so you can check out their websites and their books, as well as the list of books that they mentioned on the show in case any of those sound interesting to you. Plus, of course, there's a whole lot of other fun things going on there. And if there isn't something over there that you find fun, start your own group, create your own fun. It's all about having a community of people who love romance, one place to go just to enjoy it all. So please check it out. Another reminder, if you are a writer or a wannabe writer or just want to see if you can be a writer, please sign up for the Write With Heart uh, challenge. It's how to write a romance in 30 days. It's at writewithheart.com. And again, that link will also be over at swoonworthyhea.com. I'm really excited about uh, this challenge, but you're going to want to go right away so that you can get your planner and get ready so that you can start writing on November 1st. So that's it for this show. Once again, this is Jenna Hart from swoonworthyhea.com wishing you peace, love, and happily ever after.